I'm Manda, and together we're Black Compat. We're a growing community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Want to be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday wind down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays where we explore narrative and single player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m., where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackandpat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern. And now, the Boston Bastion Brigade, Electric Sisterhood, and On This Chain, proudly present No Point, No Race, The World's J-Pop and Alternative Art Squad. Bastards and wenches, welcome to episode 306 of No Borders No Race. I am your King Davey Duckhead and Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in. As of this recording, I am in the midst of posting about this year's anime NYC. You might have already read my pieces on Spy Family alongside my panel report on Reincarnated as a Sword. There are a couple more pieces that will go live throughout the week, so be sure to keep an eye on those. And on today's episode, I'll talk more about the convention. Also, if you didn't see my post about it on my socials, the Wicked Anime Boys are bringing back the wikis. It has been three years since we've come together to rank the year in anime, but 2022 has been too bombastic of a year to just sit on our asses and do nothing. No, we're going to get together, sit on our asses, and critique this year in anime. And we may have a guest join us for that. But until the date can be announced... You can vote on your favorites right now in the link that's featured in this podcast post. On top of Anime NYC stuff, this episode of No Borders the Race will be talking about a show about death. Plus, a Dickens classic gets a brand new take on its formula. But first, let's start this week's playlist. Remember, as always, if you like what you hear or like to support these artists, you can find their music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're starting to show off with one of my favorite voice actors, Mamoru Miyano, who just dropped his seventh album, The Entertainment. Fending names, seeing as his characters are always quite the scene stealers. You can also hear him as the new voice of Chitaro Mendo in Ulase Yatsura Grieve. From the entertainment, here's Mamoru Miyano with Zero to Infinity. I'm 
ることをして守るもののために手に入れたインフィニティ Japanese music, Japanese pop, Japanese,、uh, uh, and you can win a bazillion dollars on this show. I don't know how you can, but maybe, you know, if you listen to the show, maybe you can somehow, maybe buy a raffle ticket or something. The Mike Rogers Show, yes, tune in. We're going to have our year end top five countdown. It's going to be way cool, and you can hear more good songs just like this.
this year's Bohemia album, that was Oreska Band with She. And we here at No Borders Erased would like to send some get well wishes to bassist Yume, who had to pause her band activities due to an injury. Bass playing's no joke, folks. Anime NYC 2022 saw nearly 60,000 people at the Javits Center, with their fifth show being their biggest yet. In fact, it's gotten so big that they might actually take over the entirety of the convention center next year. Fingers crossed that that might happen. There were a couple of new things that were implemented into this year's Anime NYC, with the biggest change being a ticketing system. This ticketing system had congoers submitting themselves for a drawing to get into the biggest panels of the convention. This included the Kaguya-sama world premiere, the That Time It Got Reincarnated as a Slime panel, and even the Lava Improv performance featuring Max Middleman, Ray Chase, and Robbie Diamond. I will say this, it is a pretty good system. If you get chosen, you're guaranteed a spot, so no worrying about having to sit in line for two hours before an event. If you don't get chosen, there's a chance that you'll be placed on the waitlist line, and it's a flip of the coin as to whether or not you'll get in. Sloane Utaku and I were nearly close to being turned away from the Kaguya panel, but they managed to find two seats together so we could watch it. On one hand, I can see this being a frustrating thing for Kongoers. You want to see everything, and I get that you don't want that FOMO feeling. However, I do like the fact that these panels aren't first come first serve. Everyone has a fair chance at getting in, since the picks were all random. After all, it can be a pain to try to get tickets to an event that becomes available at an inconvenient time when you're not near your laptop to order them. Looking at you, Live Nation and Ticketmaster, you fucking scumbags. Now, some of you may be thinking, oh, you got into everything, no problem, because you're press. And I'm here to say, no, you're wrong. While I did get invited to a couple of Crunchyroll panels, the really big ones, I also had to put my name in the drawing to get into. Because of that, I didn't get to see Hajime Isayama's first anime con appearance. I didn't get into Lava. I didn't get to participate in the Studio Trigger event, and so many others I wanted to check out. But I am grateful, as it lightened my load a bit when it came to what I reported on at Anime NYC. As for the con itself, I was very pleasantly surprised by how everything was run. From badge pickup and health checks to the setup for panels in the dealer's room, everything felt like it was running smoothly. I never felt overwhelmed by the big crowds, I got to every event I needed to get to on time, and the atmosphere as a whole felt a lot safer this year. Everyone was wearing masks, and as of this recording, I haven't heard anything about COVID outbreaks occurring from the convention. My only complaint about Anime NYC is the same complaint I have about every single American convention. The price of food. $15 for a plain cheeseburger with maybe five to six waffle fries is highway robbery. $10 for boba tea is too damn much. $14 for five chicken fingers is, well, you get the idea. Food prices need to come down. If Anime Boston can do it, so can Anime NYC. Speaking of prices, I was surprised by the price ranges for the dealer's room. While the merch there is still expensive to buy at a con compared to how it is in Japan, it wasn't as bad as it was at this year's Anime Boston. 
I bought a plush of the main character from Aharonsan Wahakaranai for $38, which is not bad in the slightest. Considering that I paid $70 for a Dragon Maid Toro plush at AB that wound up being $13 in Japan, the prices at Anime NYC were a lot more reasonable. I also managed to snag the only Daojin they had from one of my favorite artists, Casino, for about $25. They do, um, very cultured art. I will just leave it at that. Overall, Anime NYC 2022 was probably the best they've been since they began. The panels were great, they had a couple of good movie premieres, and the sneak peeks they showcased for Slime and Kaguya-sama made me very excited to see them on the big screen when they're released. If you're looking for a solid East Coast convention to go to in the fall, then you cannot go wrong with what Anime NYC has to offer. Rhode Island's The Pull of Autumn are coming back with a new album called Beautiful Broken World, which hits stores on December 9th. The record will have a plethora of collaborations, but seeing as we think of Japanese artists first here on No Borders Erased, I'm going to play the song they did with Japanese dream pop group Once Grace Forever. Here are The Pull of Autumn with Live Today.
Hi, everybody. This is Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com and Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If you any of those things are true, come on down and join Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Phil's recap and review or check out IssuesProgram.com to check out our stuff. Basically, what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them... Jump on over, join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you follow the YouTube channel by clicking that little bell thing, you can find out anytime we go live. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys next time.
prequel coming off of this year's Honey and Darling album. Kanaboon have once again collaborated with Boruto Naruto Next Generations for their new opening theme, Kirali Rali. Beetlejuice has been a staple of my life since I was a kid. From Tim Burton's classic film to an animated series that actually did better things with the lore, the ghost with the most has always been quite the entertaining fella. The same can thankfully be said about the Ghoul's Broadway residency. Like the original film, Beetlejuice follows the titular character as he tries to help the recently deceased couple Adam and Barbara Maitland scare away the new owners of their home. But Beetlejuice has another goal in mind, to become visible and cause chaos in the living world. That's where Lydia Dietz, the daughter of the man who bought the Maitland home, comes into play. Still mourning the loss over her mother, Lydia seems to have no one to listen to her sorrows and cries. Beetlejuice takes that opportunity, claiming that he wants to help Lydia, only to make a grander mess of things in her and everybody else's lives. One of the great things about the Beetlejuice musical is its atmosphere. You can tell that everyone who worked on the show wanted to get the same vibe as Tim Burton's iconic movie. The Maitland House, the Netherworld, and the graveyard scenery all felt true to the original source material. They also managed to pull off some very impressive practical effects, ranging from arms being ripped off to even a certain frightening face. For the cast, every person in the show fits their parts perfectly. Alex Brightman might not look anything like Michael Keaton, but he really gets his mannerisms right in ways that make his Beetlejuice his own. Elizabeth Teeter does a phenomenal job as Lydia, transforming her into a sympathetic character that everyone can relate to. Adam and Barbara were presented humorously via their performers David Josephsberg and Carrie Butler, with Adam Dan Heiser doing a good job as Lydia's dad, Charles. However, I will admit that there were some weaker aspects to Beetlejuice. When the titular character isn't on stage, it takes a bit for the rest of the cast to keep the story rolling. Then there are some of the songs, which weren't as strong as the story. Ready, Set, Not Yet felt like filler that did a little too much exposition, or as Barbara 2.0 just didn't hit right. And I may be in the minority here, but Lydia's song Dead Mom isn't as big of a showstopper as it wants to be. It's when the songs went the more wilder route, when the music felt like a proper Broadway show. The whole being dead thing, say my name, that beautiful sound, and creepy old guy were the ones that stuck out to me as being the best the musical had to offer. I only wish that some of the other songs had the catchiness and life that these better melodies had. But... Despite these weaker songs, Beetlejuice still is a blast to watch on stage. The story, the acting, and the better musical numbers make it worth seeing for yourself. There's even some great surprises for those who are familiar with the original movie that pop up out of nowhere. If you see that Beetlejuice is coming to a town near you, then by all means get yourself a ticket. If you're close to New York, then you have only until January 8th to see it before it closes its doors. But do take my word for it, Beetlejuice is highly entertaining. If you enjoyed the movie, you will most likely enjoy the musical. 
Coming up, we have Ame, who will be one of the many musicians contributing and themes to this season's Chainsaw Man. From her B-side collection, Stronalis Not. No, I am not going to try saying that again. This is Spica. Kiga to kutate 
Freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan podcast at abstractjapan.com.
fucked up with the Strix from this year's Oberon EP, and fucked up ain't slowing down at all with a new album called One Day coming out this January. Knowing them, it's going to be a fascinating record, to say the least. Let's go down to the North End for some local cuisine. It's the Beantown Sampler. The Boston-based four-piece Shallow Pools are all proud members of the LGBTQIA community and have recently signed with Equal Vision Records. Their first single under the label was inspired by a Pride event they played at, where there were countless protesters who wanted to deny their right to loving who they wanted and be who they wanted to be. The incident lit a fire of creativity in the band as they penned a track that serves as a reminder to fuck the haters. And considering what recently happened in Colorado, I feel like this is a song that best represents what's going on in the LGBTQIA plus community. So listen close to what Shallow Pools has to say in their latest single, Say What You Want. You're calling me the devil, but she's calling me baby. I'm on a higher level, but you're trying to save me.
Star Trek to Back to the Future, we've got your pop culture reactions and news over at LeaguePodcast.com. The League of Ordinary Gentlemen comic book podcast is more than just comic. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts on social at League Podcast. That was The Pump with our pride. The Pump have been around since 1996, with their lineup changing many times over, with the only sole original member being Issa. There have been multiple takes on Charles Dickens' classic story, A Curse's Carol. In fact, I feel like there's a new version, be it stage or screen, that comes out every single year. 
Personally, I'm quite fond of the versions featuring Walter Matthau and the stingiest man in town, and the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol, and even the Jim Carrey version. And I do have many fond memories of seeing the North Shore Music Theater version as a kid. But we can all agree that it's the same story, just with tiny differences here and there. Spirited, which is now streaming on Apple TV, takes the formula of A Christmas Carol and actually does something new and unique with it. Will Ferrell plays the ghost of Christmas Present, who aims to retire one day to live a normal life. But every time he thinks he's ready to hang it up, the passion to change others to better the world keeps overpowering him. Enter Clint Briggs, played by Ryan Reynolds, whose controversial means of stirring up trouble online makes for a big fish for a present. But there's a problem. Jacob Marley claims that Clint is unredeemable, thereby making him impossible to change their ways. Present takes the challenge, and the Christmas Eve haunt begins. But on top of Jacob Marley being unable to finish his own musical number, the ghost of Christmas past, played by Sunita Mani, is too love-stricken by Clint to convince him. Present takes the reins, only for him to slowly be swallowed by Clint's way of life. Not only is it because he aims to retire, but also due to who Present once was before he died. One of the first things Spirited does right is show that this isn't the same old song and dance as past interpretations of A Christmas Carol. In fact, The story is merely used as the formula to get bad people to change their ways. While Scrooge himself is present in a way that'll surprise viewers, it's not the same classic tale that we've come to know. In fact, the story does a better job arguing over why people can't change overnight without being too cynical about it. It helps that the chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are terrific throughout the film. They keep switching back and forth between being the voice of reason in ways that are both funny and understandable. While some characters do bad things, no one in Spirited is really a bad guy. In fact, it takes Clint correcting a mistake to fix what could be a terrible situation that makes him want to be a better person in his life. For present, the need to live in love makes him want to stop thinking of others and put himself first. Which, to be fair, is a pretty healthy thing to do. There are a lot of layers to Spirited that will take some multiple viewings to really dig through, but that's not a bad thing considering that this movie is one that deserves to be watched every holiday season. The musical numbers are fantastic, with every song being memorable, catchy, and heartfelt. There are enough plot twists and turns that make its narrative unpredictable to the point where you don't even know who is in the right until the very end of the movie. It even does something with both Clint and Present right as the story wraps up that viewers won't see coming. Spirited is a wonderful new Christmas movie. It's one that I look forward to watching every holiday season, alongside National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, A Charlie Brown Christmas, and even that new Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. 
It's a rare version of A Christmas Carol where you have no idea what the outcome's going to be. In this current age where almost every movie is predictable, it's good to be surprised by a story that's close to 200 years old. If you don't enjoy Spirited, well, good afternoon to you! Incidentally, I should point out that my brother-in-law worked on the set of Spirited. He was the guy making sure no one was testing positive for COVID. It's also funny seeing Boston landmarks as they try to pretend it's New York City. To the point where I just wondered why they just didn't have it take place in Boston to begin with. But I guess New York's more famous than Boston, which from a worldwide stance is pretty understandable. At any rate, definitely watch Spirited. It's a very enjoyable holiday movie. One of my favorite discoveries of this year has to be Sue Lee. She just released her debut album, Messy Sexy, which is quite a fun and unique pop record. Accompanied by Vicky Thicky, here's Sue Lee with Mayfly. I'm always a little anxious, our time is running out. Start again. Anything good? Contents of automobile trunk, back seat, and glove box unsorted. Mmm. Riveting. But this auction win is more than it seems. A deranged man tried to outbid me. He confronted me afterwards. That box you bought? Burn it if you know what's good for you. He who is not to be named killed those boys, and it's my fault. Just like he's gonna kill you. To solve the paranormal mystery she's uncovered. Estelle assembles an unlikely crew of curiosity seekers. Moses Cubbenfield, 
a renowned mountain man author. Estelle, ma'am, I, I, I promise that if you are trying to win me over, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Cherry Featherbottom, a flapper who's more than she seems. I'm going to just be upstairs cleaning my gun. <laughs> Who are you, my dad? <laughs> Oswald Sinclair, Hobo King. That's that, not jam. That is definitely the opposite of jam. That is people jam. Anjana Ramakrishnan, Estelle's partner in a cult adventure. You summoned a demon and you don't remember it, darling. No firearms. Not right now. And Kenneth Rogers, a notorious gambler. I can play cards any old day, but chicken lunch at Thorpe Manor? Mm-mm. That sounds like a mighty fine time, I tell you what. Together, they encounter monsters above and below, and an unholy conspiracy that threatens to shred their sanity to tatters. This is startling and strange, but darling, we might be onto something here. This is why we came to Arkham, after all. Not for murderous grave robbers and disappearing children. The Necronomicon. Whatever your intent with this book, I caution you and say with all certainty, you will find more danger than answers. You brought me back. You, you all brought me back. Brought you back from what? This is not our world. This is not our world at all. When the dance is done and his infernal song rings loudest, there will be no lewd carnality denied to us. You leap onto this thing's back and bury your hatchet in its neck. He howls. I will eat you. Dear Lord, what happened to you? It's t- take too long to explain. We gotta get to get to the hospital. I'll tell you what right wow. now, we, we can't go to the police with this. Yeah, I suspect you're right. They'll put us in the sanitarium. I The air gives way to the crushing depths. You're drowning. You're drowning in a sea of yellow. In this program, our cast actually lives the terror. It's an improvised audio drama that uses Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu role-playing game and the wits of our players to weave these uncanny tales. This is a cinematic radio play where anything can happen, and these poor souls never know what's going to crawl out of the darkness. Discover the terrible secret of Lot X, the entire second series now available on your favorite podcast player. Just search for The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program or unlock all our secrets at CthulhuMystery.com. It's
まま冷めなくていい都合のいいおもちゃのように回るだけもうきっと戻れない昨日の私には汚れたのは世界じゃないタブーそれはそれは甘いセンセーションに落ちてゆく飾られた言葉たちのよう Yui Horie with 25 o'clock from this year's Bungaku Shoujo no Kashu ni Tsuki to Kaeru to Bungaku Shoujo album. This season, you can hear her reprise her role of Mamiya in the long awaited second season of Kantai Collection. So, アニメ NYC は今年のコンベンションは素晴らしかったです。パネルとプレミアは楽しくチケットシステムのため誰もが見たいものを見ることができました。デルマの価格は昨年よりも安くてホッとしましたが食べ物が高すぎると思います。ビートジュースは象徴的な映画に忠実で楽しいミュージカルです。ストーリーは今でも素晴らしく、効果やジョークは見たり聞いたりするのが楽しかったです。しかし、すべての曲が素晴らしいというわけではなくて、それがビートジュースミュージカルの唯一の弱点です。最後に、スピリテッドはクリスマスキャロの斬新なテイクです。ウィラフェロとライアン・ロールズのパフォーマンスは見ていて楽しく、曲は長州の心をすぐに掴んでしまいます。200年近く前の物語なのに、スピリテッドは古典にユニークなものを追加する方法を見つけたようです。My thanks to Mikio Hattori Sensei of the Cultural Exchange Initiative for helping to translate this part for me. Remember, if you'd like to know more information on the CEI, be sure to visit their website at ceinitiative.org. You can also follow CE Initiative on Instagram. And Facebook. Coming up, we have 9mm Parabellum Bullet who are preparing for a New Year's Eve show at Zep Diver City. I have seen that venue, it's wicked nice. From this year's Tightrope album, this is Spirit Explosion. <laughs>
no need for clickbait, paywalls, or shilling around. At Scarlet Rhapsody, we are an independent web zone covering conventions across the country. Scarlet Rhapsody breaks it down for you. The guests, the dealers, the culture, the cosplay, the trending fandoms, and what makes a convention worth the price of admission. Are you convention cultured? You will be. Visit us on the web at scarlet-rhapsody.com, Facebook at Scarlet Rhapsody Media, Twitter at Cons and Churros, YouTube at Scarlet Rhapsody Convention Cultured, and remember, the con is what you make of it, so make it a good one. See you at the con. Yesterday's Girl, that song will be featured on their upcoming album, Deleted Scene, which will be released early next year. Gramercy Arms will also be playing shows in their native New York City and Boston later this month and in February. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, 
You can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. Like us on facebook.com slash bostonbastardbrigade. And follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, the J-Pop Video Games Anime Amino pages, Instagram, and Twitch at kingbabyduckesh. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at Black Compat, which you can find at blackcompat.com, twitch.tv slash blackcompat, and youtube.com slash blackcompat. Promotional consideration provided for this week's tracks from The Pull of Autumn and Gramercy Arms made possible by Shameless Promotion PR. A very special thank you to Rob Monk and Frenchie and the Punk for their contributions to Shameless Tuesdays. The Wiki's ballots are now open for your votes. We'll be recording the show live at the end of December, so stay tuned for the official date of it once we um, figure that out. And folks... That is it for normal No Borders Erased episodes for 2022. Our next three episodes will focus on the best that the year had to offer. Our favorite Japanese albums, favorite world albums, favorite Anna songs. So stay tuned as we wrap up 2022 in style. We're ending the show with Scandal, whom I was happy to see perform in Boston again after nearly 15 years since their last visit. From this year's Mirror album, this is One More Time. And until next time, this is your King Baby Duck reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps.
guys, this is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, from the Electric Sisterhood, and your host for the No Borders, No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com, CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bastard Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, and international artists any way you can.